Hi, how are we doing today, everybody? Come on in, come on in to the Shea Butter Lounge. I'm your host, Shea Butter Baby, and we're here live today, this afternoon. Pick up where we left off at with our last episode. I believe we heard the introduction and some small excerpts from the upcoming novel entitled Natural Instincts. And um, I just wanted to put some flavor in your life today at this moment, whether you're listening to it this afternoon or you replay it tonight or if you replay it in the morning. I'm just glad you're here with me, Shea Butter Baby, in the Shea Butter Lounge. I think we left off um, in the text where the main character has met the other main character, Jay. And um, as the story begins to unfurl, it points out elements that went on, I guess, with attraction. Just basic human attraction. Um, That's not what I just wanted to focus on, though. Um, What I wanted to focus on was... Later on, as the story gets down towards the end, even though this woman, the moment she laid eyes on him, she was attracted to him. The moment he laid eyes on her, he was attracted to her. It was kind of like a first time I ever saw you type of thing, um, like like a connection, a first time they ever saw each other, immediate connection. I don't know how some of y'all feel about that, but when you're building relationships, and you're looking for the potential one, the soulmate, or whatever you're looking for, I think attraction is one of the number one, number one characteristics, number one features that a person is going to go off of. I know for me, you can be um, an amazing genius. You can be an outstanding person and, um, you know, but um, I'm human, you know, and if, if you're not attracted to me, I'm probably not gonna even look at you, probably not gonna talk to you. I know that's conceited, but you gotta catch my eye. And so I think that's just human nature. I think that also should be highlighted as a natural instinct. It's, it's the laws of attraction. You know, you can have a guy that he can be, um, he can be like a high value man and have all his stuff together, real legit, and then you can have, for example, a woman that's like bat crazy. Say she's like, she's so racist and prejudiced that she can't stand uh, Asian Asian people. But if that guy is attracted to her, even though that's morally wrong, you know, he's still going to be like, but she's still fine. So attraction matters. And I, I researched some psychology into this, actually. And I found that people base their perception of you off of how you look. Um, they determine if you're smart or, or, or if they think you're intelligent, all based on an appearance. And I began to research it a little further and um, I found out that there are a lot of stereotypes with the way people look. Um, some of the old stereotypes, uh, if a person is obese, uh, morbidly obese, then they are automatically stereotyped in general, to be, um, try to say this tastefully, uh, as as ignorant, um, unlearned, dumb, uh, slow, um, having older, those are stereotypes with obese people. Um, doesn't make it true, but people stereotype you based on how, how you look. And we know that that's not true, that um, we've had people like Jennifer Huston, 
come on the music scene when she first came on. Jennifer Hudson was a, a woman with a lot of curves, a voluptuous figure, just absolutely beautiful. And we could see like in the trends since then in fashion that it, it, they stopped body shaming people for having a little extra weight and curves seems to be in. Women with more curves and more curvaceous, it seems to be more accepted and even desired upon now. I think um, we can even see in magazines where they're catering to the most common type of woman because everybody doesn't wake up and look like a model unless you like Beyonce or something. But um, they're starting to cater to them in the fashion industry. Um, You'll see more magazines with plus size women in it. So that was like a stereotype. Um, Definitely um, props to Jennifer Hudson for tearing down that stereotype and that mindset. Another thing is, is I noticed in the chapter was how even though the lady, the main character, she tried to suppress the attraction that she had for Jay, her body had chemistry and things going on that it, it wouldn't even let her suppress it. Like it, the signal went off in her brain that she wanted that man. That man was attractive to her. He was fine to her. She wanted to get to know him. She wanted to be more acquainted with him. So I think that's a female natural instinct. I would love to hear from some of you. Um, would like to know, you know, do, do do women know? How long does it determine for? Does it take for a woman to know that she wants to be in a relationship with a man? That she wants to pursue him? That she wants to be involved in, and wants to get to know with this man? Research says 15 seconds. Women can know in 15 seconds. Would love to hear some feedback from the male audience. Would like to know how do guys know? How do you uh, decide, you know, are you are you looking at numbers or I want to know so I can tell to all the ladies. <laughs> uh, supposed to have Jay come on here later on in the week. It seems to have been an issue getting together with my cast. So I've been coming on trying to go strong by myself. But we're going to dive into this. I know we talked about how um, men compete for women and women don't even have a clue Yes, ladies, they will compete for you. Some guys like a challenge. And that's just just not a guy thing. I think that's in general. Nobody wants somebody that nobody else wants. Does, does that make any sense? Nobody wants somebody that nobody else finds attractive and nobody else would even look at. You know, so I guess solving it, summing it up, attraction, attraction sets the stage. And it determines whether a person is going to get to know you or be interested in you. And from there, as they get to know your personality, I believe that's when they decide, you know, well, is this person compatible? Unless you just like so fine that it don't matter what you do. They don't care if your personality and theirs don't mix. You Like you, you Megan the Stallion fine. You know, like she said, I got somebody else to do it if you don't. <laughs> so, so some of them don't care. And uh, with that being said, we're going to take a break from the broadcast. I got some interesting information that I wanted to share with you all. And um, I actually got this information from the DeMaio Law Firm. Excuse me, the DeMaio Law Firm. And it's talking about how when you're driving, you need to be safe. And not. it's talking about texting while driving. And even if you just pick your phone up, which I know I do it sometimes to change and put my playlist on to play the music that I want to hear, 
you know, and you think that that's not a big deal, I want you to know that that is even a big deal, according to this information that I've received from the DeMaio Law Firm. And I want to tell you that even police have radar that they can tell you're texting while you're driving. You might think they don't know. You might think you won't get caught, but they have radar to pick up when you're texting, when you're driving. So I just want to bring this this message, public health, public safety message, because according to the statistics, out of all the deaths from car accidents in the whole United States of America, 9% of those deaths are caused by people who are texting while they were driving. It means almost 9% of all fatalities during driving were linked to texting and being distracted while driving. Just throwing you some stats and facts out there. Uh, some of the other information that I learned was that over 660,000 of the drivers in the United States use their cell phones while they're operating a vehicle and at any moment in the day. When you're distracted when you're driving, I mean, this leads to you swerving in different lanes, um, almost about to hit a bridge. You're not alert. You're not aware. You're not able to stop if something runs in front of you. Um, it's, it just creates an environment that's conducive to you more than likely having a accident. And I also wanted to point out that um, you might think you're just multitasking, but the research says this is not multitasking. This is actually actually a skill you're doing called task switching. And that's where you use an enormous amount of mental effort to switch from one task to another. And when you're doing task switching, that mental effort is focused on that new task that you're doing, meaning you're not gonna be able to focus on driving and looking at the road because you're so focused on your cell phone. It's called task switching. It's not multitasking. When you are driving and you start doing task switching, you open yourself to have accidents by intermittently looking down to change a playlist on the cell phone, text your buddy, uh, holding, holding on to the device instead of holding on to the steering wheel. Uh, your device, uh, it, it's gonna glow, it's gonna alert police that you're there. You might nearly strike an object or another vehicle. You're not able to keep your vehicle in the same lane. You forget to turn on traffic signals when you're getting ready to turn to the left or to the right. You might not even be paying attention to the traffic signals in front of you. Um, you might just start turning off abruptly because you weren't paying attention and you were about to miss your turn. You are not able to maintain a consistent speed and you fail to turn on signal lights. All of these things can cause deadly fatal accidents. So as I close this broadcast today, I just want to tell you all, please, don't text while you drive. It's It can save not only your life, but it can save someone else. Not Choosing to not text while driving saves many lives. This is your host, Shea Butter Baby. And today, this podcast host was brought to you by none other, sponsored by none other than Harvey Automotive. Harvey Automotive, they have a wide variety of cars. They have luxury cars. They have your standard cars. They have your high profile cars. Then they, they've got, if you're looking for a family size, v, family size vehicle, they've got hybrids. They've got, I mean, they've got lambs. They, they got horses. They got horses, Lamborghinis. Whatever type of car and your type of style, whether you like foreign or American made or GMC, They've got it, and they will give you the best deal possible. Um, I purchased my car from, from them, 
Um, it's a beautiful, nice car. Came with tinted, min tinted windows, fully loaded. I absolutely think I got a great deal. I will say they will work hard as they possibly can to give you the best deal possible. Um, they're going to not just put you in anything, but they're going to find a car that's affordable in your price range and also that's comfortable to you and your liking and your preferences and your your lifestyle. So I have no reservations and recommending to all of you who are listening and following our podcast, please check out Harvey Automotive in Mobile, Alabama. That's going to be right off our airport and you're going to turn on International Drive and take a few turns and you're right there at Harvey Automotive. In fact, tell them I sent you. Go see Mr. Rod Therrell. You know, go, go see Mr. Sean. They're going to put you in something nice and give you the best deal. And with that being said, that's the end of our podcast today. Uh, we'll be getting back with you all to discuss some more relationship dynamics. I think the next time that we come on here, we're going to talk about gaslighting. And um, gaslighting is like a manipulative behavior where you deny what you've done to someone in a relationship because we've got domestic violence month coming up. So we're going to talk about that to highlight domestic abuse. And that's one of the tactics they always try to use when they've abused the victim. They'll try to gaslight, pretend they hadn't did nothing like you're crazy. So don't want to give it all away. We'll get back with you all. And in the meantime, love what you do. Stop if you must, rest if you must. But whatever you do, don't quit. Quitters never win and winners never quit. Nothing fails in life but failing to not try. I'm your host, Shea Butter Baby, signing off.